Truth and Transcendence. Brought to you by Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. Truth and Transcendence, episode 105. So today I'm going to talk about sugar, the white powder. We've all heard a lot about why we should give up sugar. And if you think, oh great, I'm going to turn this off now because this is just someone getting on the bandwagon, well, maybe I am. Uh, recently, a very close friend of mine decided to give up sugar and I had the opportunity of supporting and, and witnessing my friend through the process. I've done this many times with clients, actually. Uh, they haven't come to me to give up sugar. They've come to me for all sorts of reasons. I want to grow my business. I want to improve my relationships, all sorts of things. And it's quite, well, it's not that surprising, I suppose, that quite a few of these people at some point along the path have realized that giving up sugar could be a really powerful, high leverage thing for them to do. So coming back to my friend, uh, my, my friend uh, went through the same process, very similar process to the one that a lot of people go through. When they decide to give up sugar, they think it's a really good idea. And they go, right, I'm just going to stop now. And then they come back and say, I've given up sugar. It's been a week now. It's been great. I feel fantastic. Okay, so what did you have to eat today? And they say, well, you know, uh, with my cup of tea, which had no sugar in it. I just had a couple of biscuits. Uh, I said, okay, was there any sugar in the biscuits? What do you mean, was there sugar in the biscuits? Well, the biscuits aren't sugar, surely. And of course, there's sugar in the biscuits. So they give up the biscuits. And then I say, great, how are you doing with your diet? They say, fantastic. What did you have for breakfast? Well, I had some toast and an egg. Okay, was there sugar in the bread? What do you mean sugar in the bread? The bread wasn't sweet. And of course, there was sugar in the bread. So they're then on to the next stage of the thing, which is discovering there's sugar in everything. Now, what does this have to do with truth and transcendence? I actually think that one of the things that can get in the way for us in terms of connecting with our truth and staying connected with our truth is when we are, uh, if you like, dumbing down our experience. And by that, I mean making our feelings and our senses and our physical sensations less vivid. And one of the things that does this is comfort eating. So anything that we do in order to avoid our experience, avoid how we're feeling in any way, can be seen as doing it for the reasons of wanting comfort. And one of the most well-known traditional ways to comfort ourselves is to have something with sugar in it. We've all watched the American rom-coms where there's a breakup, somebody's really upset and they're crying into their massive tub of Ben and Jerry's or whatever ice cream is their favorite or chocolate or whatever. And of course, it's the sugar that's making us feel better. Because one of the things that sugar does is it, is it gives us a spike of, I don't know the chemical detail of it, but it gives us a, a spike of feeling good. And it neutralizes feelings of sadness, fear, confusion, embarrassment, humiliation, all of the feelings we don't like. Now, in and of itself, 
that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the trouble with sugar is that spike um, does two things in the body that are not helpful. One is it goes away, leaving us with a feeling of bereftness and a need for more sugar. The other thing it does is it overrides the natural metabolic functioning of the body and the natural energy flow of the body. In other words, feeding energy to the cells so that we can function. So it derails part of our natural process. And that also then creates discomfort, which then means we need more sugar. So in other words, it's addictive and it's unhelpful to our natural process. It's also unhelpful to our immune system our energy and our thinking process. Now that's an interesting one because the brain, as I understand it, runs on sugar. It, when we use our brain a lot, we need a lot of sugar. But what we really need is good quality sugar, which is delivered through low, I think it's called low glycemic index foods that release sugar into the system very, very slowly. And that provides a much, much better quality of energy in the body. So one of the things that's actually helped me in my life is that I uh, grew up in a rather unusual situation where we didn't have sugar. We had fruit at every meal. Once a month, one Mars bar, which if you don't know what that is, it's a, um, it's a candy bar. And in those days, in the 1950s, it was much, much bigger than it is now. It was probably six or eight inches long, this candy bar. It was very, very sweet. It was coated in chocolate. And this would be ceremoniously cut into pieces. And each family member would have one piece of this bar. Now, if I tell you that at this time it was considered normal for somebody to maybe eat one, two, three, four Mars bars in a day, and we would have a small section of a Mars bar once a month, and we didn't eat desserts. We would sometimes have some marmalade on our toast, but we didn't have um, sweet stuff. That's just not how we were brought up. And so we didn't develop what many people have, I'd say the vast majority of people, certainly in the Western world, which is a sugar addiction bedded in at a very early age. So later on, uh, when I decided to rebel a bit from parental guidance, I would sneakily eat candy bars and chocolate bars and sweets and things at school or later on as an accompaniment to partying and, and getting high with my friends. We would sit and eat cakes and, and sweets and things like that. But because I didn't have that very early bedded in addiction to sugar, I never really became addicted to it, which I've since discovered is as a massive advantage to have. Because when in, uh, I think it must have been tw 2010, I decided to cut sugar out of my diet altogether. I was just embarking on a very, very demanding training program with Gabrielle Roth's Five Rhythms Dance um, uh, program. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to cope with this if, if I've got stuff distracting me and I've got, if I've got stuff that's undermining the energy of my body. So I gave up sugar along with a couple of other things at the time. And it completely, it was an absolute game changer, even for me, who had not really been addicted to sugar before and who had not really been eating much sweet stuff uh, before. I found that my, my mental 
faculties went absolutely through the roof. My concentration, my equanimity, my capacity for experiencing emotions was greatly expanded. And my groundedness in terms of not being thrown off kilter by certain emotions or feelings or thought patterns. It made such a difference. It was extraordinary. And then later on, coming back to my friend who gave up sugar recently, I witnessed him going through an an absolute epiphany, I've got to say, of, of transformation in his life, where he said, I just can't believe how much better I feel, how much more energy I have, how much more balanced I feel, how much more in command of my thinking process I feel. So I'm talking about sugar today just to say, uh, have, have a look at how much sugar you're consuming if you want to. Now, it, another thing about this is some people will say, look, Catherine, this is just one idea too many. This is just one recommendation too many. Just leave me alone. It, it, the only reason I can survive and get through my week is by having chocolate. And I would just say to that, you know, sometimes that's just the case and let's just let it be. In that case, maybe part this for later, for when you're feeling a bit more, a bit stronger, a bit more secure in yourself and maybe look at it because I'm here to tell you it's, it can be absolutely transformative. Uh, one of my clients came to me with a, with quite a severe heart condition. He was on heart medication and had to be really careful. By the time we'd finished working together, he was running marathons. Now, we didn't do any fitness work, but one of the things we did was he came off sugar. And he did lots of other things as well. But coming off sugar was a significant thing for him, and his life is transformed. So um, I don't uh, I don't actually provide a coming off sugar service per se. I help people with it as part of other work. So um, this is not me selling something to you, but it's really worth considering coming off sugar or reducing it. By the way, coming off sugar, although it's a bit more extreme, is actually easier to maintain than reducing sugar. Because the thing is, when we are consuming sugar, one of the effects of that is that the mind, it comes up with very good reasons why just having a bit more sugar is going to really help us. You know, just one more fix. So have a think about it. See what you think, and good luck with whatever you decide to do. And by the way, my friend and I co-wrote an article about this, which has been published, and I'm going to be making that available at some point. If you want me to send you a copy, then just go onto my website, yesyounow.today, send me a message and ask me for a copy of the article about sugar. And the article is entitled, More Addictive Than Cocaine. And apparently, it may well be more addictive than cocaine. So um, (laughs) that's the great news for today. So thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. Check into yesyounow.today and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Truth and Transcendence, the regular weekly podcast from Yes, You Now with Catherine Llewellyn. For more information, head to yesyounow.today forward slash podcast.